Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Partners in Health and Biz with your host, Gail Dixon. Tune in every Saturday, 9 a.m. for great shows about obtaining and maintaining health, business, and finance. Learn from the experts here at PIHradio.net. And now, broadcasting from the Partners in Health and Biz studio, here's Gail. Well, good morning. Good morning to you, everyone. Welcome to my show. Yes, welcome to Partners in Health and Biz, and we are broadcasting live from our Columbia, Maryland studio. This is a wonderful, beautiful day because why? This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So thank you so much for tuning in, and we have a fabulous, fabulous show planned for you this morning. Couples Relationship Therapy 101. Yes, we're going to jump right into this because it's so important. Many of us have been, and most of us have been confined over the last year. Coming up on one year, it will be one year in March that we have been dealing with this pandemic, the coronavirus, and we are shut in, shut out. And uh, there are very few places that we can go, very few places that we can go. And during this time, there are couples that are living in a space, sharing a space. Some are husband, husbands and wives, wives, husbands and wives, and girlfriend and boyfriends, um, even roommates living in the same could be not a large space and you're after a while you're getting cabin fever and you're like I need to get out of here and get away from this person (laughs) but what can you do what can you do there's not many places that we can go so you need we need you need we all need to learn how to be in a healthy relationship and how to survive even if you don't have the space to move around and but you know but a limited space and and a lot of time to spend with the person so let's talk about love and life love and life this show is couples relationship therapy 101 and i'd like to give out the call in number this morning to partners in health and biz it is 347-945-7433, 347-945-7433. Press 1 if you have a question or comment, and you don't have to do anything if you just want to listen to continue to listen to the show. So liking the same things in a relationship is good to have similar um, interests, and have things in common, that really is a great thing. Being the same person is not ideal. You don't want to be a reflection of the person. You do not want to be the same person. There's a little saying that goes, if both of you are the same, then one of you is not needed. (laughs) If you're both exactly the same, then one of you is not needed because really God created us all individuals. None of us are exactly the same. God's creatures are very unique. Each one of us, I don't care if you 
find someone that you look like and they say, wow, there's someone else that looks just like you. I saw saw someone and you could pass for twins and they say there's always um, somewhere in the world there's going to be someone that looks exactly like you. Well, even if they look exactly like you, they're not you. <laughs> and they may look exactly like you, but that's only on the surface. There are all types of other things that would indicate that is not you. For instance, our fingerprints. That's one thing uh, God made us, and we all have different fingerprints. It doesn't matter um, if your face looks like someone else, but your fingerprints, all of our fingerprints are uniquely different, and that's how someone can find you. If you go somewhere and you touch something and um, and somebody says, we need fingerprints, and did you do it? No, I didn't. Well, let's see. Let's go into the house, and we're going to dust for fingerprints. So they can prove you were at a certain uh, place by your fingerprints or that maybe that those were not your fingerprints. So we're all unique. Um, now, lots of people lose themselves in their relationships. It's not good, but not you. <laughs> so <laughs> we don't know. We know many men and women that get lost in relationships and they say, I'm so in love, and I found the right person, and they're perfect for me, and and they get lost, and no one is perfect. No one is perfect. So uh, uh, so we're going to discuss um, how to grow as a couple at any stage without compromising your dreams. We all have dreams that we would like to achieve, and um, so experts say a general coming together, taking up the same hobbies, working more when your SO, significant other, has an extra project helps maintain stability. So just because you're in the same house, you can still have different uh, projects that you can work on, uh, different things that you are passionate about from your, your mate. So... So that's what experts say. They said, I mean, if you didn't grow and evolve as a unit, you'd probably split. So, um, well, experts say a general com coming together, taking up the same hobbies, working more when your significant other has an extra project helps maintain stability. And if, and if you didn't grow and evolve as a unit, you'd probably split. But if your solo dreams are falling by the wayside, it might be a yellow flag to slow down and reassess, right? There's a constant balance of how do I maintain a sense of myself while still nurturing this relationship, according to Hattie Lee, who is the LMFT founder of Oak and Stone Marriage and Family Therapy in Los Angeles. So, okay, you need to honor both the me and the us, Lee says. All right, let me repeat that because that's very important. In any relationship, you need to honor both the me and the us. Some best practices, and this is what, number one, carve out alone time. Yes, alone time. Be intentional about your hobbies, even if you usually bond over the same ones, Lee says, meaning if your husband is also into 
mountain biking and hiking, plan a solo ride or arrange a trek for yourself every once in a while. Don't always rely on your partner to be your source of entertainment. Now, Nedra Glover Tawab, and her last name is uh, pronounced Tawab, Um, She's the founder of Kaleidoscope Counseling in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, She says, use the me time to allow your mind to wander or embrace new challenges, like mapping out your first trail, your first trail in years. And would you feel, how would you feel after that? If you're worried all this alone time could leave your love life or love feeling left out or unappreciated, especially if they were if they were on uh, kid duty while you were out eat, pray, loving in nature, <laughs> out having a good time. Tawab suggests making time for activities that you can do alone but together. And I like this idea, like reading separate books after the kids fall asleep. This way, you nurture your own interests, but with a side order of shared couch cuddling. I like that. I really like that. I like that. So you can't complain about that. <laughs> so that's that's good. I like that, yes. So let's move on to something else that you can do. Do share your bucket list. Now, yes, most of you, most of you have a bucket list. Too often, Tawab meets couples who are afraid to reveal their single people goals to their other half because they're worried they'll want different things. But if you had intentions of swimming the English Channel or moving into a new city before you met your beau, don't abandon those ideas. Instead, chat about how you'll need to train for hours to paddle that kind of distance or what kind of new life in L.A. might look like for the two of you. If you're not sure how to broach the convo, start with, what do you think about skipping skipping our movie night so I can train? Or how would you feel about relocating someday to get their initial read on the topic? Then dive into the specifics. It may not be a deal-breaker, So don't automatically assume it is. Yes. So what else can we do? Yes, next, do have an open mind. Yes, an open mind is very important in any relationship when you're talking about things. Excuse me. Not all meddling is negative, and learning from each other is a part of a healthy partnership. We all can learn from one another. No one knows it all. (laughs) And that's why God put people, certain people together, is to help us grow and evolve, not to stay the same. So let's say your person is more spontaneous than you. Don't use the excuse of preserving your individuality to avoid a different approach to planning. Sometimes... Such resistance is about putting up walls, not maintaining your sense of self. So, Dr. Lee warned, if you're not sure 
which you're expecting or which which you're experiencing, talk it out with a friend or therapist. Have have you felt this way in the previous relationships, ask yourself, or just this one? Do you feel your partner isn't meeting you halfway, or are you just scared of something new? Mm. Think about it. The trick, being honest with us, relationships expose us to a different part of ourselves, and that's not a bad thing. So those are a couple of the to-do or things that we should do. And do you know that couples who argue tend to be ten times more happier as a pair than silent types? That's why it's important to talk it out, not to hold in everything, not to let things build up until you're frustrated and you start to resent the person. So I've been in both type of relationships. I've been in a relationship where my mate would look at things and watch things happen, and then all of a sudden he would, you know, just out of nowhere from to me, just lash out and it was an argument and then it was like what the heck happened (laughs) you wonder where did this come from they were holding in things that had happened years before in the past and not discussing it at that time or within a you know short period of time but just letting things build up until things erupted like a volcano and it was an explosion and you're like whoa 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 where did that come from Anybody know anybody like that? <laughs> so that's why therapists tell you it's best to talk. You don't have to necessarily argue, but sometimes if you, you can't argue without being um, negative or without um, it being just because you had an argument, meaning that's the end of your relationship, no. Okay, so these are some don'ts. So don't avoid disputes. Conflict is a very healthy part of a relationship, Lee says, Dr. Lee. It's how you work things out before they blow up, right? So if your person is shying away from it and you're helping to sweep it under the rug, this could be a sign that your disagreement styles are merging in a bad way, not a good way. Instead of tabbing a critical conversation, try grounding yourself, breath work, or going for a walk beforehand. Tell your partner, this is an important talk, and I want to have it. I'm just overwhelmed right now. Can we return to it in 30 minutes? This will give you both time to collect your thoughts and space to stay calm instead of 86ing the issue, and when you do sit down for that not-so-fun chat, avoid phrasing like, I don't need you, or I need you to do, I need you to do X, Y, and Z, which could put even the most level-headed person on the defense. It's helpful to be vulnerable 
and take ownership of your part in any problem and then state your grievances so you can move forward productively and without hurt feelings or blame. So we're going to pause and hear a word from our sponsor and then one of our sponsors, and we'll be right back. It all began about 20 years ago in Elkton, Maryland, when Harry and Leanne Linderman transformed their lovely home into a beautiful 14-suite bed and breakfast inn, which offers a full-course gourmet buffet breakfast. Enjoy in the elegant and spacious dining atrium. Each suite is designed around a romantic historic theme with private bathroom, whirlpool jacuzzi, and gas or electric fireplace. Whether you're planning a much-needed getaway, indoor or outdoor wedding reception, anniversary, business meeting, conference, or retreat, Elk Forge Inn is your go-to destination. Get pampered with a massage, facial, or body wrap at their on-site full-service day spa. The inn sits on five acres with two nature trails, breathtaking garden, and miniature golf. Reserve your room today, 410-392-9007. And we are back. You have been listening to Partners in Health. You are listening to Partners in Health and Biz. I'm your host, Gail Dixon-McBride. The topic, Couples Relationship Therapy 101. The do's and don'ts of uh, relationships and how to have a successful, long-lasting relationship. Yes. So the call-in number, if you have a question or comment, is 347-945-7433. 347-945-7433. And we have discussed thus far how a little distance can be good for your bond, carving out, it's good to carve out some alone time. We've discussed that. Sharing your bucket list, having an open mind, and don't avoid disputes. And what about friends? Well, a serious ship is no reason to ghost. (laughs) Just as you practice some activities by yourself, Arrange a few hangs without your partner and own up to it if you already fell off the friendship map, even if it's been years. That's the only way to move forward. So it's always good to have your friends, your girlfriends, your guy friends. Yes, it's good to have um, a second opinion or a third opinion sometimes because many times we get all involved and, you know, we think we're right. And, you know, if you have someone who really can trust, someone who is uh, not going to be, who's going to be subjective and not judge just and not be on your side just because they're your friend, but they're going to really look at the situation and give you honest, truthful advice about what your part may be. As they say, there are all two, always two sides to every story, right? Yes. So, <laughs> and tell the truth. Tell it like it is. Don't don't tell your your side of it, but tell exactly. Explain exactly what happened, how it happened, and don't leave anything out, and don't add anything. <laughs> Just tell it like it is. Now, 
Learning how to respond to someone else's mismanagement of anger, that's another really a, a, a thing that we want to get into a little more right here, is a must for everyone. There are a lot of frustrated, angry, critical, and controlling people in this world. Learning a healthy response to them will protect us from deeper wounding and encourage problem resolution instead of personal assault and character assassination and abuse. So the following steps are important considerations for anyone facing any angry, critical, controlling, or abusive person. Number one, if the person is physically abusive, get help and get away as soon as you can. Don't challenge or provoke a physically abusive person. The person is dangerous and out of control. So biblical submission... Biblical submission does not include physical abuse. Physical abuse of you or others is against the law and life-threatening. It is not only it not only can kill or maim physically, but it creates deep inner bruises, deep inner bruises and wounds. Don't believe a physically abusive person's promise to not hurt you or others again unless you know the person has been healed. A promise or change of heart is not a healing. Healing requires a deep inner dealing with the roots of the abusiveness, a willingness to look at the roots of anger and hurt and be accountable to others is the truest indication of real change. Do not trust your own evaluation of the change. Let a qualified pastor or counselor evaluate before you recommit to living in the same house. On the other hand, realize that abusers can change. Apologize for that. Let me make sure I turn this off. Abusers can change. Give them the opportunity to prove it before writing them out of your life. God changes things and people. Next, if the person is sexually abusive, get help. If the person has abused children or others, do not shield and hide the wrongdoing. In most states, it is unlawful not to report sexual child abuse. The abuser will continue the pattern until something drastic happens. It usually takes a crisis to to shake the abuser from the denial and force change. Don't be afraid of creating that crisis. Person is verbally abusive. Don't tolerate the abuse by listening to it. Listening to the words will only wound, hurt, or tear you down. It can also provoke your weakness and cause you to do things that make the problem worse. Excuse yourself from the situation when the person is no longer angry or abusive. Share with them, with him or her, your willingness to work out the problems. But emphasize your refusal to be dumped on. The abuser may not appreciate your stance at first, but over time it will reduce the insanity and out-of-control emotions. Next, deal with your own anger. Yes. Anger is contagious. Yes, it is. The wrong response to someone else's anger is to give in to yours. That's what happens. It is natural and understandable that you may become angry, but look at what the anger is telling you about yourself and the situation. Anger is a self-justifying or self-preserving emotion. Your anger can be highlighting a need in you that you have not seen or a facet of your character in need of change. Yes, no one is perfect. 
Admit to your anger and find out why it's there. Angry reactions, especially those that end up out of control, are usually triggered by something in the present that resembles the past. Mmm, wow. I need to repeat that. Angry reactions, especially those that end up out of control, are usually triggered by something in the present that resembles the past. And I believe I had a little discussion like that with my husband not too long ago. (laughs) Anger is like water accumulating behind a dam. With additional rainfall, it can overflow and create an unexpected torrent, destroying everything in its path. I frequently overflowed my dam because I stuffed so much unresolved offense behind it. Don't stuff your feelings. Get them out and resolve them or they will burst the dam. Didn't we talk about that earlier? Yes, we did. Next, face your fear. Fear is really negative faith. Fear is really negative faith. It is the worry of things that rarely come to pass. Fear is faith in your enemy rather than God. It is scary to deal with an angry person, but realize that most of the fear is coming from your unfaced wounds of the past. Fear will rob you of any potential for change. The only way to overcome your fear is to admit it and to look and to look to where it came from and what it's about. Make a decision not to let the fear rule you or keep you from doing what's right. It's the fear that has you captive, not the person's anger. I repeat, it's the fear that has you captive, not the person's anger. Pray and ask God to help you with your fears. Also, do as Wendy did. Get someone else to support you and tell the tell you the truth. Fear is always a piece of truth mixed in with a lie. Mm. Don't let self-pity grab hold of you. It hurts to be blasted, criticized, or abused by someone. When you are wounded by others, our desire is for comfort and relief from the pain. However, chronically focusing on how others have wounded us can turn into the snare of self-pity. If we nurse and rehearse the pain for the benefit of our own comfort, self-pity will reign. And self-pity is uh, in the Bible is a deep pit that you don't want, that's hard to crawl out of. It will become the excuse for not getting up and going on with life. For some, self-pity can actually lead to self-punishment through punishing others. It is the power behind victims and martyrs. Face your self-pity. Admit to it. Realize that self-pity can be a mask for not rightly facing your own anger at others and yourself. Face them with your anger and rightly admit to whatever you've done wrong, the self-pity will break. And get honest with yourself and them. Get over your fears, anger, and self-pity and plan a time to sit and communicate. Choose a safe place and time and and openly share your feelings. A good place for an event of communication like this can be a restaurant or a prearranged meeting with friends, a pastor, or a counselor who can help keep it under control. 
Be honest with how anger affects us. Use I statements such as, I feel scared when you're angry, instead of you statements like, you make me feel scared when you're angry. Share your thoughts and feelings. Open up your heart. Don't hide or hurl accusations. So we're just about out of time. Of course, I want you to listen, ask questions about why so much anger is present. Use an interview style. Don't defend and don't respond to accusations. Instead, use this meeting as an as a fact-finding mission. See if you can get past the anger to see what's really in the person's heart. Take a special note of any legitimate grievance which may be brought up. Angry people can still have feelings, so try to affirm and acknowledge non-angry feelings. All right, well, that's the end of this uh, show. I certainly hope you have uh, obtained some valuable information, some tools to help you in your relationship. And um, we want you to continue to work on yourself and your relationship. I want you to get out and get some fresh air and exercise today. And if you can't get out, open up the windows and exercise inside in uh, the the Columbia, Maryland, Baltimore areas. Uh, We're expecting some snow coming up on uh, Sunday night into Monday. So we can exercise in the house and have fun, eat healthy, Um, Get on the phone, call some of your friends and relatives. Have a nice weekend, everyone. Until next Saturday, I'm your host, Gail Dixon-McBride. Stay healthy and business savvy. Ta-ta for now. Have a blessed day, everyone. Bye-bye.